0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account as well at OnTap Irish. Today, I'm going to be recapping the Florida State game, and then we're going to get into our Week 2 matchup at home, the home opener against Toledo. A MAC opponent, but an opportunity for this Notre Dame team after a little, little, little bit of a late slip-up, we'll say, against Florida State. To establish themselves, uh, I think I don't. Even, I haven't even looked at the spread, but I'm sure it's probably a couple touchdowns. Uh, going into this game, but we'll get into that later. But if you just look back at this week, so kind of a crazy game. Uh, it's first first week of the season. You don't really know what to expect. Mackenzie Milton made a an appearance out of the bullpen and gave them a drive that that really gave them a lot of momentum. But Jack Cohn played phenomenal. And his interception, let's just go out and say that doesn't even count because that was like a desperation heave at the end of the half. 366 yards, four touchdowns, 26 at 35. And he found so many different receivers. He got so many different guys involved. We saw great things from Kevin Austin. He looks super athletic, super physical. Uh, he's going to be phenomenal for Notre Dame. Joe Wilkins had a touchdown catch. Brad Lindsey grabbed a few. Kyron, obviously, out of the backfield. Then Michael Meyer, had nine catches, 120 yards, but he had a key drop late that even made that. Well, that prevented us from an opportunity to win the game in regulation. Cause I won't say that Dewar would have made the kick, but Jonathan Dewar is is cold as ice. The kid comes to play every Saturday and always finds a way to make his kicks. And I couldn't be more proud of that kid, especially in that hostile environment. I went over to, uh, I watched the game with Ethan. Me and Ethan are still close friends. And, uh, I was over there. It was me, him and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend was like, what is up with this stupid chant? Like, I can't stand this stupid chant. And she, and she obviously never seen a Florida State game before. That was a riot. That was a, a crazy crowd. That was an insane amount of people with the belief that Florida State, especially in that fourth quarter where we couldn't get anything going offensively. There was the blatant missed. Uh, Roughing the the punter That was absolutely absurd I cannot believe that that was not called roughing That was terrible, a terrible missed call Uh, And and that's not the reason why Florida State was able to get back in the game But yeah, the defense Has a lot of questions to be answered In week two I want to see Toledo held Under 17 points There's no reason why Toledo comes Into South Bend and scores More than 17 points on us It would be absolutely unacceptable and, you know, looking at this game, uh, it was a very momentous game. Florida state had a little bit of momentum there in the first half. We had a little bit of momentum there in the second half. And then we absolutely lost it. Just wheels fall off, lost it in the fourth quarter and we couldn't have stopped the JV offense. I mean, I know it's the first game of the Marcus Freeman era. I'm, It wasn't much greater for Clark Lee. He lost to like Eastern Tennessee state over at Vanderbilt. Um, It wasn't great. It it didn't, they didn't tackle well. Uh, They were, they looked kind of outmatched in the secondary, except for Kyle Hamilton playing out of his absolute mind with two great interceptions. One was like, Like I'm going to say Willie Mays-esque, like the Willie Mays basket catch-esque because it was like he may have covered like 60 yards on that play. Like that was absolute insanity. So shout out to Kyle Hamilton for the game that he had. Obviously going to be a top five or a top ten player in next year's NFL draft. But from a Notre Dame standpoint, there's two things that, that pop off the page to me instantly. And that was no way in hell when I thought, you know, going into the game even before the game or when I did the pregame podcast that like Florida State was gonna score thirty eight points. I almost bet Florida State under twenty three points, but it wasn't a football number. And I was like, I could see them maybe squeezing twenty-four. Going into the fourth, they were only at twenty. And like you gotta factor in, they're down by eighteen. They're gonna be going for it. You you should probably get a couple, like maybe one at least one stop in that quarter. Couldn't stop anything. And yeah, um, I guess it, it's it's great that we got out with the victory, but a game like that against uh, if Sam Howell is firing on all cylinders against North Carolina, and I know I said we would lose to North Carolina, and they lost to Virginia Tech, so I'm gonna retract on my statement, and I'm uh, I'm all the way back in on 12 and 0 Notre Dame. Uh, Cincinnati looked great, but they also played a MAC opponent last week in Miami, that there's no one in the Mac that looks as good as my at IU Huskies. Okay. So, and they, they popped off Georgia tech. They made the ACC look silly last week. So both my teams did well in the ACC and, and, and never looked down on a Mac opponent. I, I say it like that because, you know, obviously there's the, the, the notion of it, it's not the same level or caliber of players, but, in those games, as you saw across college football last week, it doesn't matter what conference you play in. It doesn't matter how many stars you had. People are going to come to play, and they're going to try to find ways to win football games. And you better be on your toes. And we almost got caught sleeping week one. Uh, luckily, it looked like Florida State was playing for a field goal that last drive when they ended up uh, when they ended up uh, kicking the field goal to tie it up. But <laughs> If they didn't get a stop on that drive and we had to score a touchdown with like 40 seconds left, my head would have exploded. Uh, I also had to eat 12 hot dogs that day, so if we would have lost and I had to eat the last two hot dogs after a loss, I would have been absolutely nuts. But offensive line didn't look great. 35 carries for 65 yards is flat out not Notre Dame football. Jack Cohn's not going to be able to throw for 366 yards every game. He's not going to be able to throw for four touchdowns a game. It's, I'm not necessarily putting it all on Kyron or Chris Tyree because between them, uh, they accounted for 73 yards. The negative was with Jack Cone, uh, negative three yards, and it says team minus five. And, and let it be known, there, are, there was a lot of discrepancies in ESPN stats for different games, so I don't know who the team was. Maybe it was a, an end around or something. Probably like Braden Lindsay, maybe Avery Davis, but – yeah. Not an ideal performance. The defensive line for Florida State, very athletic, very quick. They made us look not how Notre Dame offensive lines are supposed to look. And Cohn was able to find receivers and get the ball all over the yard, but the running game was never able to get out of the, you know, out of the stable. So that's something that I'd like to see established early next week. There's no need to try to throw the ball 40 times next week. You're gonna get your stops on defense. We're gonna get turnovers uh, stuff of that nature will happen and let's establish the running game early. Sebo Flemster, I hope will be back next week. So let's maybe get Sebo Flemster involved as well. And let's just go from there. I personally think that this is a game that Notre Dame has no excuse to not win by at least three touchdowns. And now that we're talking about it, let me, uh, let me go ahead and pull up the Notre Dame line from our sponsor, Bent Rivers. Um, it should be noted that if you do you know, register with Bent Rivers and you use the code ONTAP, you can receive up to $250 on your deposit matched, so that's always a great deal. But let me go ahead and get into the lines for this week's game against Toledo. Notre Dame did not cover last week. They were minus seven. Minus six and a half in some books, but they did not end up covering. So yeah, the line going into this week is Notre Dame minus 16 and a half. So two touchdowns and a field goal. And the over-under is 53 and a half. Uh, I would expect it to be close on the over-under just because we're probably going to score like at least 35 points. So if Toledo gets three touchdowns, you get yourself an over. If you had the under, it's heartbreak, but... I do think ultimately uh, Notre Dame will cover this spread minus 16 and a half at home. Obviously the players and the coaches don't give a shit about that stuff, but yeah, after this week, after the Brian Kelly, I think my team should be executed. Uh, John McKay quote, I think they're going to want to put it on Toledo this week. But you also got to take into effect that Toledo's going to want to uh, have a good performance at Notre Dame. This is one of their biggest games of the year in their non-conference schedule. So, and they're coming off of a 49-10 victory over Norfolk State, which is an FCS school. So, can't really put too much stock into that. But looking at this game, like I said, get the running game involved early. Get Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree involved early. You don't have to. You know, have Jack Cohn even out there for all four quarters? Throw Drew Pine in at the end of the game, or Tyler Buckner? This should be a game that you're able to pull your starters towards the end and get some of the young, some of the younger guys, uh, some time to play uh, at the quarterback position. They had three different players play quarterback last week, so I can't go out and say which one will be the starter. But it looks like it will be Carter Bradley, who was eight of eleven for 183 yards and a touchdown, and then. From watching them last year, because I do cover a Mac school in Northern Illinois, I do remember Bryant Kobach He's kind of a bruiser back, someone that they look to get a lot of touches to. He can catch the ball nice out of the backfield as well. And then they have more of a speed back into Quan Finn. Both had nine carries. Kobach for 52, Finn for 82. Uh, and it's a team that is going to look to try and score points. Uh, in the Mac, they do score a lot of points during conference play. And as you see, you know, against inferior opponents, they can put up some points. So don't take this team lightly and especially from our defense last week they should not be taking anyone lightly i'd like to see them lay it all out there on the field like i said for me to consider this a win for the defense for this week they need to hold the defense under or they need to hold toledo's offense under 21 points i think that would be a win uh maybe create two turnovers and let's have three sacks three sacks two turnovers and under 21 points for, Tol- or for the Toledo game, for the Notre Dame defense. And the offense, that will take care of itself. Uh, it's going to be a case of too much ammo. They're not going to be able to handle all the different weapons that we have. And then, two, it's like if they stop the run, you saw what Jack Cohn could do last week. So And I did, not, I did not know he had that in the back. So it was great to see the guy perform like that. It's great to know that we have a quarterback that can go out there and sling it. And let's find a way to go 1-0 this week for my – Pre-game uh, key player to watch. I'm going to go on the on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Kyron Williams. I think Brian Kelly is going to absolutely feed Kyron Williams as many carries as he can while the game is still a contest. Once it gets out of reach, obviously those carries will go somewhere else. But get Kyron Williams at least 15 touches. Get him in a rhythm and get that offensive line working in their run fits. So make sure that gets established early. On the defensive side of the ball. I'd like to see another great game out of Kyle Hamilton, the quarterback back there, the surest thing in that secondary. And I'd like to see some of his play rub off on the corners and and, uh, whether it's Griffith or Brown back there with him. They all need to play as a unit and they need to hold this Toledo pass attack under 250 yards. So, all right, 300, that's a little under 300 yards, we'll say. But for my score prediction, I'm going to go with Notre Dame 38, toledo 17 i think a three touchdown victory probably a good a good margin uh, obviously it could be a lot more it could be closer i don't really anticipate it being any closer like uh, if i had to bet on it i'm gonna bet you know minus 16 and a half i'll probably you know mess with the notre dame team total like i did last week that was like 30 i believe so keep an eye on different different types of markets uh There are more ways to make games than just money line spreads and over-unders. You can bet on team totals. There was props uh, available last week. So see what you got available. Uh, Enjoy the game. It's going to be on Peacock. It starts at 1.30. I, myself, will be at the NIU game. Um, I'm going to be double duty, I guess you would say. I'm going to be, like, with the laptop up in the press box with the Notre Dame game on silent and watching the NIU game. So we'll see how that goes busy, busy guy during this time of the year. But yeah, like I said, you know, this, this year's show is going to be a once a week thing. Uh, obviously, if we could play our interviews and other stuff like that, throwing in an ap- extra episode. Uh, but I am, I'm riding solo right now. Uh, we have great coverage on the articles with pre and post game and some of the uh, breaking stuff as well as the NFL or ND and the NFL series by Brain and Kane. So check those out. We do appreciate everyone for listening to the Irish On Tap podcast presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And you can also follow our main account at ONTAPIrish. But Make sure to tune into the game at 1.30 on Saturday on Peacock. And go Irish!